6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, either your head is spinning, you're fuming mad, or you're thinking, hey, you know what, maybe this will lead to getting some work done. Yes, the liberals and New Democrats, federal liberals and New Democrats have reached what is called a confidence and supply agreement that will see the NDP support Justin Trudeau's minority government through 2025. Now, how this is going to work? Well, among other things, the two parties plan to meet regularly and identify priority bills to move swiftly through the House of Commons. The Prime Minister saying, hey, you know what, I thought long and hard about entering into an agreement, but says the country needs stability and Canadians want the government to get things done. I've thought long and hard about this. It was not an easy decision. With so much instability around us, Canadians need stability. We're different political parties. We stand for different things. But where we have common goals, we cannot let our differences stand in the way of delivering what Canadians deserve. All right, so that was... That's why we're taking this step. That was the Prime Minister earlier today. The NDP leader, Jagmeet Singh, saying his party's agreement to support the Liberals' minority government through 2025 doesn't mean he's letting the Liberals off the hook. I got into politics to help people. And I think about all the folks that I've met, people that came to me with their hand over their mouth because of their teeth not being in good health. The seniors I've spoken to that could not afford medication because they, they just don't have the budget to afford it. Young families that can't find a home. These are people that are worried. And kids are worried about their future. They're worried about the climate. And what we've been able to do is to use our power in this minority government to get help to people. All right, Singh went on to say the deal will address the NDP priorities of achieving national dental and pharmacare programs. Those are the things that are being talked about a lot today, but there's more to it than that. Um, there's other programs that could be moved on with this uh, with this deal. The interim Conservative leader, Candace Bergen, calling it a backroom deal that will see Justin Trudeau get the majority power he failed to win last fall in Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet, condemning the deal for giving the Liberals what he calls a false majority. Dr. Lydia Miljohn is a political science professor at the University of Windsor watching this all very closely today. Lydia, welcome back to the show. My pleasure, Jalen. Is this a good thing, having two federal parties come to an agreement that creates some stability in Ottawa, or is it not? <laughs> I guess that's a big question. I guess it depends where you're standing right now. It does, but, you know, I know that we're making a big deal out of it, but really my question to everyone is, like, what's new? Like, this is effectively what we've had since 2019. The NDP have never voted against the Conservatives, sorry, against the Liberals in a confidence vote. They supported their throne speeches. They supported their budgets. So all this does is formalize what has been basically a tacit agreement between the two parties. Uh, out here uh, in the West, uh, you can probably expect that there's some heads uh, spinning around today like uh, nobody's business. There's been some concern raised about that. Candace Bergen saying it's, uh, you know, uh, there's no doubt a lot of despair about this in the West. Very concerned about what this could mean to oil, gas, uh, those sectors in this province and, and others. Your thoughts on, uh, you know, does she have a valid concern or is that all talk right now? 
No, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the Liberals and NDP are very much committed to a net zero by 2050. They want to decarbonize the economy. Um, they're all in and doubling down on green jobs. Um, and this, oddly, at a time when we have unprecedented inflation. I haven't seen inflation like this since the 1990s, but also, you know, we're getting major sticker shock um, at gas prices at the pump. And so, you know, there's a, there's a planned increase for the carbon tax for April 1st, and obviously the NDP would support that. So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, my friends in Alberta are rightly so very concerned about this turn of um, this development. You know, I, I'm wondering if this could be, though, a bit of good news for uh, the Conservatives. And, and this is why I'm wondering about that. It gives them some time to get a leader in place, show them what they can do as an opposition leader and it would really limit the potential for a minority government falling within the next year in an election maybe happening sooner rather than later does this not you know in some way could it not help the conservatives yeah, I think in the long term, uh, you know, what's maybe bad for the country is good for the Conservatives <laughs> because they can obviously make a better case for themselves in about three years' time. I mean, nothing in this agreement prevents the Prime Minister from triggering a, a an, uh, an election, um, and they say it's on a case-by-case basis. Like I said, I don't think much has changed, and, and really... If Justin Trudeau wants an election, he's going to have an election. Mm-hmm. But this does, if he's good to his word and saying he's committed to not triggering one until 2025, yes, it gives the Conservatives the luxury of time. It allows them to have a fulsome um, leadership race, which they were looking like they were going to do. And, you know, we're not having this vote until September. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, whoever becomes leader then has a nice ramp to, to get to know Canadians, get Canadians to know that person, and to really build the brand and then they have a strong case because you know you know in the last summer's election Aaron O'Toole said if you if you vote for the NDP or the Liberals you're going to get an NDP Liberal Mm. coalition and everyone said oh no no you're just making this up well okay I guess he wasn't just making that up or maybe he gave him the idea I don't know but now whoever the leader of the Conservatives is going to be they're going to take the same talking points that Candace Bergen did today and she was very much on point she said this is an NDP Liberal government and that is something that the, both those parties are going to have to wear and I think that you know Canadians uh, I don't think they mind necessarily minority parliaments but we have never been really supportive of coalitions mm-hmm. uh, we, if, we, if we're going to vote for minority parliament we want a minority parliament we do not want a coalition and so I think that this in the long term is going to certainly hurt the NDP but it's, uh, I think it will also benefit the Conservatives. Lydia before, before I let you go back on uh, how it could benefit the Conservatives I'm wondering though if as you say uh, if Justin Trudeau is true to his word and this this arrangement lasts through to 2025 does that then change the leadership race for the conservatives I mean is is you know it seems to me that Pierre Polyev was you know he's campaigning to be prime minister that that is now potentially four years out Jean Charest is he willing to wait put in that time four years like I, I'm wondering about that does that change that dynamic at all do you think well, it's actually only three years. <laughs> oh, math has never um, been my strong point, Lydia. I still think it's 2021. Saying, it hasn't been mine either. I, I think we forget that it's 2022. Mm. I'm still back in 2020 myself. Um, yeah, no, I think that, that that's... Uh, honestly, there's going to be a lot happening.
happening in these yeah. three years. There is no guarantee, notwithstanding Trudeau saying that he's going to fight again in 2025, indications are that he actually might step down and that the Liberals themselves might have their own leadership race next year or the following year. So really what they're doing is giving themselves a little bit of time to get a new leader and introduce that person to the Canadian electorate as well. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and, you know, six months is a long time in, in politics. Three years is, is exceptionally long. You know, the Prime Minister is saying that this is going to offer stability to Canadians in uncertain times. But how much uh, do you think that this continues to stoke the, 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 the divisiveness that is in Canadian politics right now and the divisiveness? Uh, di yeah, I'm having trouble saying that word today as well, uh, across the country <laughs> and certainly between West and East. Yeah, I think it's going to solidify the West and East. And, you know, the major issues are really going to be affordability, inflation. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, what it, here we, you know, we're in this bizarre situation where we have, you know, international crises that is really focused on energy. Like, let's face it, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing is centered on, on, on energy. And we have a prime minister who has oil in the ground, literally mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. oil in the ground to support anyone. And he says to Germany, oh, sorry, we don't have the capacity to help you and we're in fact going to be decarbonizing it, it, it's, it's absolute madness I mean as much as Albertans might have hated the national energy program under his father at least that was a plan to have self-sufficiency in oil and to ensure that we had oil for our own and uh, natural gas for our for our country and the ability to sell it to markets and Justin Trudeau is the complete opposite he doesn't want anything to do with that industry and I think that you're right that is going to increase the divisions between East and West and increase just the, the tensions and anxiety that Canadians have because when we have to pay more for everything, including gas, but also food and, and, and clothing and housing, people are going to be frustrated and that certainly is not going to bode well for whoever is the leader of the Liberals or the NDP in three years. Lydia, what are you paying for, paying for, paying for gas in Windsor these days? We're, we're actually oddly similar to you. I don't know why. It's like whenever I talk to my mom in Calgary, she says she's at like a dollar seventy. We're about a dollar seventy, dollar seventy-five. Oddly enough, we're in a weird pocket. I think because we are so close to refineries, we don't tend to spend quite as much as they do say in Toronto or heaven forbid, Vancouver. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Always great to chat with you. Thank you for this. I'm going to go back and do some uh, some arithmetic tonight for homework as well. <laughs> Just remember, it's 2022. <laughs> Thanks, Lydia. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Jalen. Nice talking care. to you. Uh, Dr. Lydia Miljohn, who is a political science professor at the University of uh, Windsor.